Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing, brother. I'm doing. You ready to do this? You know I'm ready to do this, bro. It's my favorite day of the week. It's Tuesday, which we get to talk about some football. Yes, football, baby. And, of course, we throw in some NASCAR. We get some shaking, bacon, pigskin. How you doing? Yes, sir. It's always my favorite day of the week, Tuesday, when we talk football and a little bit of nascar because you know what we respect nascar exactly even though they keep making left turns <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had to throw that out there come on a little jeff Dunn reference for everybody hey no okay all right here we go let's talk about what happened this weekend in nascar and football shall we let's do it all right we had the bristol race in the playoff for the chase for the cup as we had kyle larson taking home the victory in the number five, Chevy. In second place, we had number four, Kevin Harvick and the Ford. In third place, we had William Byron in the 24 Chevy. Fourth place, Ryan Blaney in the number 12 Ford. Fifth place was Alex Bowman in the 48 Chevy. In sixth place, we had number two, Brad Keselowski. Uh, Ford, sorry. Uh, in seventh place, in the number 19 Toyota, Martin Truex Jr., and eighth was in the number 43 Chevy, Eric Jones. Ninth in the number 11 Toyota was Denny Hamlin. And tenth in the number 21 Ford, Matt DiBendetto. So, the cup standings as they currently sit. Kyle Larson has jumped back to the top of the standings in the number 5 Chevy. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. is right behind him in the number 19 Toyota. Denny Hamlin slips down to third in the number 11 Toyota. Ryan Blaney is fourth in the number 12 Ford. Fifth is Kyle Busch in the number 18 Toyota. Uh, Sixth is Chase Elliott in the number 9 Chevy. In seventh is Alex Bowman in the 48 Chevy. Eighth is Joey Logano in the 22 Ford. Ninth is William Byron in the 24 Chevy. Tenth is Brad Kozlowski in the number 2 Ford. 
let's see here. Uh, number 11 is the is Christopher Bell in the number 20 Toyota. 12th is Kevin Harvick in the 4 Ford. Number 4 Ford. 13th is Alec Amarola in the number 10 Ford. 14th is Tyler Reddick in the number 8 Chevy. 15th in the number 1 Chevy, Kurt Busch. And 16th in the number 34 Ford, Michael McDowell. So that's your standing so far, sir. Are you ready to talk some NFL standings? Let's do it. All right. In the AFC East, the Dolphins, Patriots, and Bills are all tied at 1-1 one and one and 500 for the year. The Jets are 0-2. In the AFC North, everybody's in contention right now as everybody is 1-1 one and, one and 500. In the AFC South, the Texans and Titans lead the division currently at 1-1. One and one. The Colts and Jags are both 0-2. Uh, in the AFC West, the Broncos and Raiders are the surprise team as they're both 2-0, and the Chiefs and Chargers are 1-1. In the NFC East, the Eagles, Cowboys, and Washington football team are 1-1, and the Giants are 0-2. In the NFC North, the Packers and Bears are tied for first and with a 1-1 record, and the Lions and Vikings are both 0-2. In the NFC South, the Panthers and Buccaneers lead that division at 2-0. The Saints are 1-1, and the Falcons are 0-2. Out West in the NFC, the Rams, Niners, and Cardinals are all undefeated at 2-0, and the Seahawks, suffering their first loss over the weekend, are 1-1. All right, sir, are you ready to talk some news? Let's do it, brother. First up, Kyle Larson found victory lane for the sixth time this season, the first time in the playoffs. The win shot him right back to the top of the standings with a wild win at Bristol Motor Speedway. Larson would go three wide with Harvick and Chase Elliott. He would pull away as the other two competitors battled each other hard. The race also marked for the first elimination of four drivers. The first group eliminated was Eric Amarola, Tyler Reddick, Kurt Busch, and Michael McDowell. Though they were eliminated, the drivers, of course, can still compete for wins and cause some misery for the remaining 12 drivers. Meanwhile, Harvick had a lot, of, lot to gripe about with Elliott as the hard driving between the two of them almost cost Harvick his chance to advance. If Harvick had won the race, he would have automatically moved on, but the tough driving between him and Elliott could have cost him more than just the win at Bristol. Luckily for Harvick, he does move on and is still in contention. Cooper, we got a lot to cover on that one, so where do you want to start? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Harvick and, and Elliott, ooh, man. Uh, yeah, that's... that's oy. That's that's racing, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you, you, it's competitive. So I mean, you got to go out there every time to try and at least win, and that's what they're doing. I mean, they came in second and third, but you know what? That's how it goes. It is um, uh, for Harvick, though. Being that close to being at the bottom, um, and you're trying to get make sure you survive, because you know Eric Amarola was right behind him. Yeah, and. Uh, could have easily stayed in the top 12 and Harvick had if it, one mess up and Harvick ends up out of that race late, you know, he's probably gone and eliminated and Amarola is the one that um, moves on. But, you know, luckily for Harvick, there wasn't a big wreck. He finished second in the race. Yes, did it cost him a win, but he should be okay with the fact that he still moves on and just try to um, end his one-year losing streak by trying to win in the next set of four races, so that way he has the automatic advancement and won't have to worry about it yeah, when it comes to the final race. So he needs to figure out that strategy from here on out. 
Um, I do like though that Kyle Larson has won a six race and got to auto got the auto advance the last auto advance, but he was going to advance anyways. But it's just nice to see him after a couple close calls there toward heading into the playoff where he was looking like he was going to get that six win prior to the playoff um, come up short in a couple of instances and then to finally get that victory uh, six victory of the year really looks good for him. It definitely does, especially in the playoffs, man. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to be very interesting to see how how this plays out, and we'll see how it goes, man. Yeah, of course, he's got his hands full with Martin Truex Jr., um, Denny Hamlin, and, of course, the that was recently hot at the end of the regular season, Ryan Blaney, who could probably just start coming back out. I'm like, all three of them could really cause him um, fits, as we also saw Truex Jr. One, I believe it was last week we talked about, yeah. And already got his advancement. So it's going to be definitely an interesting race at the top. And it's also going to be interesting because, you know, Kyle Hart, uh, not Kyle, Kevin Harvick is towards the bottom of the standings right now, needing to survive these next few races. I'm looking forward to it. But we're going to move from the racetrack to the gridiron. You ready? Let's do it, brother. All right. The college football landscape has shifted again thanks to some upsets and close calls from an exciting weekend of college football. Number 23, BYU upset Arizona State at home. Uh, 19th-ranked Arizona State, I should say. Unranked West Virginia took down number 15, Virginia Tech at home. Unranked Fresno State took down number 13, UCLA, in Pasadena, California. Unranked Michigan State came on down here to Miami and walked out victorious with a pretty one-sided affair. And then number one, Alabama went into the swamp and barely survived against number 11, Florida. Unranked Nebraska went to Norman, Oklahoma to look for with an upset on their mind, but number three, Oklahoma, would just prevail. Number six, Clemson struggled at home against an unranked Georgia Tech team. Number 22, Auburn nearly came out on top during the whiteout at Penn State. Unranked Purdue went into South Bend looking for the upset, but number 12, Notre Dame, kept their faith and won. Number 16, Coastal Carolina went into Buffalo and nearly got bowled over by the by them. Uh and then there were plenty of blowouts as teams played lower-level um, teams in the other five conferences, SES level, or bottom teams of their conference. Cooper, what stood out the most to you from this wild weekend of college football? I mean, I don't mean to be a homer, but I'm going to be a homer here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama and Florida. Yeah. That was a good game, dude. And wow, wow, right down to the very end. Boy. What was that two-point conversion call, though? That was just stupid. Yeah, right? I was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? No. Either give him the ball and let him dive into the line and see if he can get Because you slowed him down by both of you holding on to the ball at the same time. Yeah. And basically, you almost basically both walked to the line. Just let your running back have it and bulldoze or not let him have it pulled back and take off to the side, whether whatever the side, side that yeah. you're going to go. And look for an open guy, or take it to try to get it in the end zone yourself on the ground. It, but whatever that play was, was just it was crap. It was crap. I don't know what Emory Jones was thinking on that one. Uh, it's just really difficult. I don't know. It was, but I loved how Florida once again has been the only team so far in the last two years that's given Alabama fits. Last year's SEC championship game. They went toe-to-toe with Bama, only lost by seven. And then to come back home this year and almost pull the upset, they just 
they need that stop defensively. Their defense did a lot better this year. Of course, Bama lost a lot of their track athletes at wide receiver <laughs> yeah. to the draft and stuff. But so, but they still made a couple of decent plays last year in the SEC title game. But this year, the defense really stuck their nose in there and looked ready for this game. And just unfortunate on an unfortunate, ter- I don't know if it was a terrible call or just terrible execution or both by the coaching staff and the players on that two-point conversion. Yeah, I'd say it was a little bit of both, man. That was just, you and I both kind of looked at each other like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Uh, it was it was ugly. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but I'm, I don't care what anyone says. Miami is now the Dallas Cowboys of the college football world. <laughs> you are way over-hyping Miami all the time, and it's shown as a freaking... Have sucked completely, and it showed against Michigan State at home, where they got rocked by Michigan State. It wasn't even close. I could respect it if it was a close loss, but you got rocked at home to Michigan State, unranked Michigan State, who obviously now looks like they're not really should be unranked. They better be in the top twenty-five now because they earned their victory. They came to Miami and smacked them around and went home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Um, I wasn't too surprised, really, by Fresno State taking down UCLA, though, because of what they did at Autzen Stadium in Eugene with the Ducks and almost beat us. Yeah. They only lost by seven to us. So them getting the Florida over UCLA on the road wasn't a total shocker, in this, as some people may have thought, because of what UCLA had done to LSU. I really don't think LSU was really ready for that game. Their first game of the year, they got displaced by Hurricane Ida, and I don't think their mind was really ready for that game. And I think that was kind of evident throughout that whole game against UCLA. Yeah. And then UCLA kind of had an easy game in between that game and the Fresno State game where they just looked really dominant. So at the so I'm just kind of like eh, when Fresno State really looked good against us at Austin Stadium, especially since we did beat the number three team in their freaking home stadium the week after that. I was worried about that, and now so I'm not really totally surprised. Um, but my biggest surprise, even though they won, is Clemson struggling at home against Georgia Tech. Yeah. Number six in the nation's not looking that great. Yeah, it's, uh, that's pretty bad, dude. Yeah, I mean, are we really saying DJ Ulele is not as good as Trevor Lawrence by that much? Hmm. That's not good. Not at all, that's a, That looks like, so far, it's a big drop-off in talent, unfortunately. And I hate to say that because, I mean, the kid looked pretty good when he needed to last year. Um, you know, kept them in the game against Notre Dame. It wasn't a blowout loss to Notre Dame when they had to face Notre Dame last year. And then, of course, Lawrence, and that was when Lawrence got um, COVID and couldn't play. And then comes he comes back and they, of course, mopped the floor. But it, it's so I'm just wondering what happened between last year and being ready for Notre Dame and then this year being ready to take over the reins for, for Lawrence. It's like, what happened? I don't know, man. It's crazy. I don't know what's going uh, on there. You know, maybe nerves. Maybe it could be anything, dude. You never know. Yeah, because I'm sorry, but Georgia Tech hasn't been the good old gold the the good old Yellow Jackets that they've been before for a long time. Yeah. 
Very true. So, all right, next up for some um, final college football talk here. Uh, Notre Dame quarterback Jack Cohn leads his number 12 Irish against his former college number 18 Wisconsin Badgers at Soldier Field in Illinois. The game is considered a home game for the Badgers, but will be a neutral site game. Cohn was the Badgers quarterback for the was the quarterback Badgers quarterback <laughs> the last few years and enrolled at Notre Dame as a graduate transfer. Cohn will be facing his former coaches and teammates as he looks to keep Notre Dame's playoff content in playoff contention, which really can only happen if the Irish remain undefeated. So Cooper, your thoughts on this? game coming this up. This is quite interesting, dude, and, you know, the history between him and the school, mm-hmm. ooh, it makes for a good game, dude. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's the, uh, I believe they have it on the big new kickoff for Fox Sports, um, so it's going to be the early game, and so you get to watch it. It's going to be nationally televised. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Really going to be worth the watch. I might actually watch it. Um, I'm not really into watching Notre Dame games, but... Just for that aspect alone, seeing the old quarterback taking on his former college like that is going to be entertaining to watch. Um, and plus, I kind of want to see how Wisconsin treats their former quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Because they got the advan- a little bit of advantage because they know the quarterback very they, well. Yeah, he better watch out because those are some corn-fed boys, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, them linebackers ain't nothing to play with around there. Yeah. If not Wisconsin win, can we? Are we really going to say that's an upset though? Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be they know the quarterback so well. Yeah, they know the quarterback so well. It's it's not at home, but it's also not really on the road. It's a neutral site game. But you going to tell me that enough people in Illinois likes Wisconsin enough to come watch the game and root for Wisconsin? I mean, I'm sure the Wisconsin. Students and fan base will probably travel enough, but Notre Dame is also a national brand. Yeah. So it might actually be more of a home game for Notre Dame in that aspect because of how well-versed the fan base of Notre Dame is. It's going to be definitely interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Um, this is actually a game I'm really excited to watch, so I'm looking forward to it, which then we get to cap off Saturday night when we get to watch our duckies play Arizona. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because they will be on ESPN, so we can actually watch it. <laughs> That's All right. What's up. All right. Are you ready to, to uh, talk about the big boys? Let's do it. All right. The NFL had a wild weekend of games, including the Tennessee Titans coming back from 14 points down in Seattle to upend the Seahawks. The Vikings and Cardinals battled down to the wire, only to have the game decided by the Vikings kicker missing a chip shot 37-yard field goal as time expired. After a disastrous first week of kicking, the Cowboys' Greg Zerline redeemed himself with a game-winning 56-yard field goal against the Chargers in Inglewood. Number two overall pick Zach Wilson had his first game against the New England Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick, who just ruins rookie quarterbacks. Wilson threw for four interceptions against the Pats, who rolled 25-6. The Rams managed to survive against the Colts as Wentz got hurt late in the game, which resulted in Jacob Eason taking over and throwing a game-sealing interception. The Falcons were down just three points at one point against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers late in the game before Matt Ryan unraveled and threw two pick sixes, and the Bucs ran away with the victory. The Raiders went into Pittsburgh and made Ben Roethlisberger look old and came out of the Steel City with their second win of the season. 
And Aaron Rodgers looked like he was going to have another meltdown, this time on Monday Night Football in their first half of the game against the Detroit Lions. However, he would pull it together and help lead a blowout victory over the Lions. Cooper, your thoughts from yeah, the Sunday games? Uh, yeah, I thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to turn into Paul Crew. Yeah, it was really looking like that, especially in that, what was it? It was either late in the first quarter or early in the second quarter where he had time to throw the ball away, saw the guy coming, instead of throwing it away, just laid down and took a sack. Yeah, i seen that, dude. Uh, you and I, I think you and I both looked at each other like, did we just see that? Like, he, it looked like he literally just laid down for him. He, he had time to throw the ball away. Just throw it out of bounds. You had a guy close enough out of bounds, towards the sideline where he just throws it over that guy's head. The play is over. Nothing bad happens. But he took the sack. Like, literally just lay down. He's like, okay, I can't go nowhere and lay down. I'm like, what the hell was that? Yeah. That's almost as bad as Brett Favre laying down for freaking Michael Strahan for the NFL record sack. The only difference in that one was Brett Brett tried to roll out, saw Strahan, and just went, shit, I'm not going nowhere and just lay down. (laughs) There was nothing you were going to do with that. It's not like Brett Favre was like... (laughs) He was going to get hurt if he did anything. He he knew he was going to get eaten (laughs) by Michael Strahan at that point. (laughs) It's not like he was looking downfield, oh, I can't find nobody, then see Strahan and goes, you know what, I'll just lay down. He was literally trying to roll out. And almost got killed. And he's just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm down. Don't kill me. So, I just, I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. Ugh. But Matt Ryan, what the hell? Did he just age exponentially? I don't know what the hell is going on with him. Uh, I think, too, I, I'm still pissed off about the draft. Yeah. Because I think that they could have gotten... Um, Oh, what's his name? What's his name? I can't even think right now. Kyle Trask? Kyle Trask, yes. They could have gotten Kyle Trask, and it would have been great for him to sit behind him because uh, it looks like they need a quarterback right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, because he's all of a sudden just has aged exponentially in unbelievable fashion. I kind of feel bad, though, for Carson Wentz. This is another injury that he's going to have to deal with. Might end up missing this game. He is day-to-day right now. But at first they're like, oh, it's an ankle injury. Turns out now it's actually two ankle injuries because he injured both ankles on the same play and could be out possibly a couple weeks. The Colts, man, are just Yeah, man, wild. A- ankles are nothing to play with, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you injure your ankle, you get a sprain, and you... It's easy to break it if you don't, you know, if you don't rehab it well enough, you can break your damn ankle. Yep. How about that freaking Derek Carr once again, bro? I know it's against your team, but Dude. still, going into Pittsburgh, into Blitzburg, no. and coming out with Victorious, some respect. I know you don't want to hear about it because it's the Steelers. I'm sorry, but it's still pretty respectful to do that. And you don't care. <laughs> you know, I can't get a word in. I'm sitting over here just being quiet, dude. <laughs> All right, how about Tennessee's 14-point comeback in Seattle to upend the Seahawks? Now, that's cool. That's cool right there. Yeah. Um, I don't really care for, you know, Titans, but, you know, it is what it is. How about King Henry regaining his crown after last week's dismal performance against Arizona? Right. To the tune of almost 200 yards rushing? Heck yeah, dude. Woo! 
He was mad. I love it because you and I always said he was going to be something great. Mm -hmm. I just wish he was a stealer. I wish he was a ram. (laughs) (laughs) He would just be amazing right now with us. Oh, but... uh... Yeah, Rams used to be a good running team, too. Yeah, used to. Oh, man. Uh, Those were the days. Right. It was, you know, girly. Golf looked decent. That is a lion. Um and uh, Zerline, I kind of I'm happy for Zerline, even though it's the Cowboys, because Zerline is a former Ram kicker. I'm glad he was able to get that redeem redeemable redeemable kick back. So he that needed we needed that dude. Yeah. Jerry Jones would have ate his face if he didn't make that kick. I mean, dude. honestly, we even looked at each other and said Zerline might not be a Cowboy <laughs> after that week last week. Man, I seriously thought his job was gonna be a lot after that, dude. Yeah. He might have actually saved himself from being cut with that victory against the Chargers. Kind of feel the same way about Josh Lambert right now on with uh, the Jaguars, dude. Oh, God. I'm surprised he still has uh, a job, honestly. But that whole team is just... That's why I didn't even put it on there, because it was just ridiculous how they lost to Denver like that. Dude. Yeah, um, it wasn't right, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, but good for Denver, I guess. I'm just angry, because it's like you want to... They want to pin it on just... One guy and want to pin it on the coach when it's like y'all spent all week talking about talking about Urban Meyer going to USC, right? Wasn't yeah. it USC? Yeah, USC. And uh, you know, y'all talking about, oh, what if he leaves the Jaguars, goes to USC, dude? It's like, yeah, come on, dude. Um, even though I forgot to put it on there, but how about um, Jameis Winston come crashing back to earth after his performance last week against the the Saints only get annihilated by the Carolina Panthers. That's what's up, dude. We kind of called that. We kind of thought last week is a little odd, and we're, we're like, that's not really Jameis. And you then know. this week happens, we're like, that's more like it. Yep. <laughs> so we weren't totally shocked with that one. Not at all. I'm, I'm happy that all is right in the world again with that situation. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, so we end on the two wildest games of the weekend, starting with an unlikely great game between the New York Giants and the Washington football team on Thursday Night Football. After an unappealing week by first week by both teams, it looked like we were destined to have an uneventful primetime game. However, we got two desperate teams wanting a victory. And for Washington to, over, to overcome losing their starting quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, last week, and what it appeared to be a back-breaking late interception by starting quarterback Tyler Haneke, Washington did enough to get themselves a chance at the end. Heineke got his team into field goal range, but his kicker would miss the game winner. Unfortunately, though, for New York Giants, Dexter Lawrence was offsides on the play, which resulted in an untimed down, another chance for Washington. The second kick was good, and Washington celebrated their first victory of the season. Yeah, man. Ooh, I love this game. We heard about this game all week, dude, and it was it was wild. It was crazy, dude. All that over a freaking penalty, dude. Mm-hmm. I watched this game. Oh, dude, can you imagine just the... I couldn't believe how good this game was. Yeah. I just watched it. I'm just like... Because you and I both said, oh, crap, this is going to be stupid. But I watched it anyway, so now I'm sure glad I did because this was... Yeah. This was mine. I don't know how you got two teams to be so shitty one week. And put on a performance like they did this week. It's like the Twilight Zone all over again. But it was worth every second. And I loved every second into it. And I almost was like, oh, Haneke, 
your kicker just lost your first win for you of your career. Oh, wait, we have a penalty. I'm like, oh, okay, what, what is it? And they're like, offsides, defense. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. He's got another chance. Yeah. <laughs> Redemption? Give it to him. Boom, right down Broadway, baby. I'm like, ah, suck it, Giants. I do feel bad, a little bit bad for Daniel Jones, who did have actually a good game for the Giants. But questions are still remaining about whether or not he's going to be their quarterback of the future. So, any more thoughts on that game? Yeah, man, that game was nuts, dude. It was. Just crazy, man. I enjoyed every minute of it. But the game I enjoyed even more occurred on Sunday Night Football. Let's talk about it. The second primetime game of the weekend delivered like a summer blockbuster as we got the two of the previous three league MVPs and Patrick Mahomes and overhyped, according to Cooper, Lamar Jackson. Jackson had yet to beat Mahomes and the Chiefs in his young career, and early on it didn't look good as he would spot Mahomes a seven-point lead with a pick six. But the Ravens managed to hang around, and when it seemed like the Chiefs were going to march down and kick the game winner or score a touchdown, disaster struck for the Chiefs. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would fumble, and the Ravens would run out the clock, including a gutsy fourth-and-one run by Lamar Jackson on their own 46-yard line to keep the ball away from Mahomes and leave with the W. Oh, man. This game was everything you want in a Sunday night football game. Oh, it except was glorious. for the Ravens winning. Okay, except for that for you. <laughs> I didn't really care who won. I mean, I, I like Mahomes a lot more than I did Lamar, but I do like Lamar. You just can't stand Lamar. And, I, and it's not even just because he's your rival quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. You thought he was overhyped coming out of college. You didn't really care for him, and you still don't. So, I still don't. Of course, this is also the same guy who thought Mahomes was overhyped and coming out of college, and here we are. He's a Mahomes boy. Well, whatever. I'll be a Mahomes boy before I ever like Lamar Jackson, so there you go. I still love that picture that they got from him when in his college days when he had a teammate with the last name Samuel, and his uh, jersey said L. Jackson. Because <laughs> there was two Jacksons on the team. Yeah, that was so he was. Cool. It was two guys made Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I'm like, yes, but uh, man, this game. I mean, if you're a Ravens fan, you're very happy. If you're a Chiefs fan, you're sad. If you're Lamar Jackson hater, you're sad. Uh, but if you're, <laughs> but if you're a football fan, it was a great game. If you like football, if you love football, this was a good game. This was a great game. If you're just a lover of football. Besides also loving your favorite team, like I do. I'm just a lover of football and love my Rams and my Ducks. But this game, worth it. Every second worth it. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, ah, oh, this is so good. I can't believe I want to achieve this. It's so good. It was great and fantastic. I loved it and I want more and of what's it. what's great is he probably wasn't even yelling at the TV at all. I was just, I I almost did yell, I don't know. When it, when the fumble happened with Clyde's Clyde's Edward Solaire, I'm like, no way, that was a fumble replay. Oh fuck, it was. Uh-huh. The other angle showed that the ball clearly came out before he was even close to going to the ground. I went, oh, <laughs> my bad. Hope I didn't wait, my brother. Because <laughs> I think you probably passed out before the game ended, unfortunately. Because you were tired, you had yeah, a long weekend. I so. did, man. So I can't blame you on that one. You were really tired, so. It was a long weekend. Plus, we had to do um, wrestling talk. <laughs> WWE yeah, talk. It, it's all been so. quite the blur since I've been home. Right. I'm, I'm still trying to get, you know, 
the energy back to do shit. Mm -hmm. I'm just still like, eh. Yes. But it was a great weekend of football. We got more great football coming up. I'm loving it. I just love this time of the year. Forget pumpkin spice. Give me the smell of pigskin. (laughs) Even though I do like pumpkin. Don't get me wrong. I like my pumpkin pie. But pigskin is where it's at. Yes. Okay, this just got really freaking weird. Oh, <laughs> uh, shake and bake pork rinds. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. A little bit of pumpkin. No. Oh. Pumpkin pie for dessert. That's okay. all you Okay. Anyway, so uh, we'll be back again Thursday with AEW Talk. Um, Saturday, of course, we'll be back with more WWE Talk as we preview Extreme Rules. I don't think they have an Extreme Rules match set up for Extreme Rules, though. So why is it called the pay-per-view of Extreme Rules? I have no clue, bro. We'll double-check into that, but I'm pretty sure there's not one match that's exactly Extreme <laughs> oh, Rules. Oh, man, dude. We're going to double-check into that. We'll let you know when we talk when we <laughs> talk to you on Saturday. And then, of course, Sunday we have more baseball, basketball talk as the playoffs tightened up in the major leagues. And also, news out of Philly about Ben Simmons. He might be traded by then. We'll, talk, we'll know on Sunday. <laughs> and then, of course, next Tuesday, after another great weekend of college football, NASCAR playoffs, and the NFL, we'll have more NASCAR football talk. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, sir. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep on talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at Sports Talk dot Cooper dot Big Man. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk. W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.